Clay Purview. Watch Speedway live or on demand. And SRV Road Freight Services. Excellence in motion. Bring you Speedway Nation with Jared Ash and Ryan Harris. Right across the SEN network. Welcome into another episode of Speedway Nation live around the SEN network. Brought to you by the wonderful team at SRV Road Freight Services. Excellence in motion. Ryan Harris. A lot of sprint car fans' favourite week of the year. It's classic week. Classic week. Oh yeah, it is. It's cool. It's the Pilmer, annual Pilmer, pilgrimage. Pilgrimage. Yeah, that's it. To to Warnable for the biggest event in Australia. Let's be fair. Well, we can give it the tagline: biggest event in the Southern Hemisphere. It is the biggest sprint car race in the Southern Hemisphere. Yeah. You tag on the King's Challenge, which is the night before. You tag on the Presidents Cup, which is tonight. As you're hearing this on SEN Network. It's a wonderful time of the year for sprint car fans. Five straight days of racing across South Australia and Victoria. Um, there's not much more you can say apart from the heritage this event has is is fantastic. It's the 30th edition of the King's Challenge this year. It's the 51st edition mm. of the Flying Horse Grand Annual Sprint Car Classic. Of course, the Flying Horse, great local venue. I'm sure plenty of people will visit that over the course of this oh, weekend. I so. Um, great local pen- venue if you'd like to grab yourself a, uh, a pub meal for lunch. Uh, I'd suggest booking around this time of the year. Yeah, I reckon be- so. Oh, you're pretty yeah. busy. But um, wonderful week. It's uh, If there's any event that you have to do as a sprint car driver on the bucket list or as a sprint mm. car fan, that's the one you've got to do realistically. Yep, it certainly is. Uh, we've always been tied up um, with um, King Roy and those kind of things with the, King- the King's Royal, and we'll, we'll touch on that later. But... Um, the first year that I haven't been there since well, 12 years ago, um, before the Kings Royal's been around, but, uh, I, I would desperately love to get back to the classic because it is such a cool event. It's a great three days. Just, just cool. Place is packed. The atmosphere is electric. It's just a great, great deal. And of course, last year, the 50th anniversary of that event, it, uh, it's pretty special. The, um, monster crowds. It was a complete sellout. Yeah. Wonderful finish. In the last lap, Sheldon Hordenshield was leading, just got pipped in the final corner by Brock Hallett. Gavin White's call, that was synonymous. It was, it's going to go down the history. There's no doubt about that. That's something everyone will remember. Are you kidding me? As he crosses the line, fireworks go everywhere. You couldn't ask much more. But this year, they've just tickled with this racing service. We've touched on it in previous episodes. They're getting somewhere. We're in for a show. Oh, we are. I'm I'm proper excited about it. It's going to be a phenomenal, a phenomenal weekend. So, um, yeah, where do we start? Where how do we how do we preview such a massive event with such an amazing lineup of cars? Uh, it's just obviously Brock Hallett, defending champion, quite seasoned thus far. To be fair, um, but loves Warnable, always there and thereabouts. He will be ready to try to go back to back. Portland native these days drives yeah. for a Queensland-based team, but they've done they've they've run every round of the Warnable Track Championship so far, and that's their intention this year. They're going to base mm-hmm. base their car down south, and we've often spoken about how I suppose this is our Knoxville Nationals here in Australia. This is effectively the same event. So anyone that's a big Speedway fan, if you're listening from around the globe or if you're listening here in Australia, that this this Grand Annual Spring Car Classic is the same as the Knoxville Nationals, and you see it. There's guys that base themselves out of Knoxville all year long. There's guys that brace themselves out of Premier Speedway all year long to make sure they're strong when the biggest event in the season comes around. Guys like Jamie Veal, the gun, Grant Anderson. He's got, he's got that win there on, uh, yeah. on on Max's race before Christmas. It's um Those guys, they're in strong form. You cannot just 
write out anyone that's a local there because they know that, hey, something will happen. They've, they've been there. They've seen the track changes. They're so strong when even the biggest names come to town. That's exactly right. And the format's, the format's tough. So um, they split the field in half. So with all the nominations um, that are there, the field um, seated and split in half. So one lot run the first night. The next lot obviously races the second night. Everyone comes together on the final night, which is always a buzz. Um, they run that last round of heats on, on the final night, and that's a crazy invert So with your points. So the top points guys comes off the back. Still controversial. Um, great for the spectators. I like it. <laughs> great for the spectators because um, the, the good guys, you know, have to still race um, and can get torn up and mm-hmm. can drop down the order very quickly. Mm-hmm. Um, so there's always that debate. But then if you haven't had a great night the first night, um, you get the opportunity to have a swing and really jump up the leaderboard if you can with a solid performance. You throw everything at the car and solid performance lock yourself into one of the dashes. So, um, yeah, unbelievable. It's um, it's I, I try to find the words to explain what this week is for everyone. So to run everyone through the week, it starts off President's Cup. That's tonight, Avalon Raceway. That's 10,000 to win. Then we roll down the road. We go to King's Challenge this year, 30th anniversary. That's a borderline. So start all the way over at Melbourne, drive all the way across to South Australia, and they drive all the way back to Warrnambool. And if you're that first night at Warrnambool, you're three nights on the road, race, wash, prep, tidy the car up, down the road, race, wash, prep, tidy the car up, down the road. It's a big slog for those guys. Mm. They get the cars turned around, but there's fans that do it too. Like there are fans that go on the road and go, right, we're going to go to all these places and, and go up and down the road. And each night, grandstands are packed and it's, I just I tip my hat to anyone that wants to get involved in it. That's the week to go and see. It's um this year though, we we haven't seen so much a shot fired really from Sheldon Horden Shield since it's been in Australia so far, but a little bit quiet so far. Obviously, you mentioned Brock Hallett, a little bit quiet so far. Those two were the ones that battled for the, the mm. win. James McFadden, a little quiet so far in Australia. He was qualified right at the point in last year. The guys that have been at the front of the field last year in the classic, they haven't been as strong this year, obviously. Jock Goodyear, he finished right at the pointy end last year in the Classic and right at, right at the pointy end so far this season. Is he the favourite from Australia at the moment, Ryan? Oh, I have to be. Lockie, we know how good he is. He was going to win, or was on his way to winning uh, uh, last week, last night of Speed Week. Mm-hmm. Uh, got a flat tyre and that got cut down. So that was as good as Lockie's looked um, ever. And to see that at, at Warrnambool, that was like how he was the year before when he won the yes. Grand Island Spring Cup Classic. So, uh, Lockie, big chance. Jock, big chance. Yeah. Um, Jamie Veal, huge chance as well. Um, that'd be, and we touched on that in the previous episodes, but Jamie Veal with the work he's done with that one on the racetrack and all those kind of things, that'd be a nice sort of fairy tale story there for Jay Veal as well. It's interesting you mentioned Lockie's had, he's been quick to start the season, a little bit quiet so far through the middle part. He's, of course, the defending champion before mm-hmm. uh, Brock Hallett. He's the previous winner before Brock Hallett. So he's strong. We heard Jock speak about that on the podium at the Red Hot Summer Shootout earlier on that, hey, all that's left on my list now is to win a classic. That's all that's left on my list. He's 22. <laughs> all that's left on his list is to win a classic. He's won an Australian sprint, sprint car title. He's won big race. He won the 30,000 win Red Hot Summer Shootout. He's won speed weeks. He's won series. He's travelled all over Australia. This is all that's left for him on his bucket list in Australia. <laughs> It's not a bad effort at 22. Oh, it's, that's exactly right. Um, yeah, he'll be he'll be there and thereabouts, I'm sure of that. And then, you know, Americans. <laughs> we got a wonderful lineup of Americans in the field. Has anyone ever really come out and dominated and year after year 
at Warnable Grand Annual Sprint Car Classic? Not really. Well, it's interesting. I think the gap is closing Yeah, between Australian and American drivers. We've seen Americans come over and be strong for one year. We've seen Americans come over and dominate a World Series run when, when they're driving yeah. around Australia and consistency across different tracks all, all, all week on week on week. But we haven't seen an American come out and go, I'm going to win three classics in a row. Yeah. It's been a while since we've seen an American win a classic. Mm. Let's be honest. So do we see one? It's, it's double-digit numbers worth of Americans here this, this weekend. It's exciting. Macedo's in the field. Horden Shield's in the field. Rico Abreu's in the field. Rico, there's a big chance. Can you imagine his donuts? <laughs> Can you imagine the celebrations from Rico if he wins a classic? I think Australia or the world deserves to see that because I think it would be unbelievable. It'd be, what was it, Tim Kading? Yes. Remember Tim Kading's donuts? What year was that? Oh, anyway, it doesn't matter. 16 or something like but that. Then 16. They're the best. Still the best. Ever. I've never seen anyone try to celebrate harder than that. He, <laughs> he wanted to roll a car over in his celebration. He did. If you yeah, YouTube if you, it. YouTube it. It is worthwhile having a look for. So That's right. And if the people don't know what we're talking about, um, they push the sprint cars off and you get to do an expression session, donuts, sort of carry on um, after you win. It's good. It is cool. You need something different, and that's, that's always been the point of difference in recent years for the classic, of course, we saw wonderful celebrations and wonderful scenes with uh, the confetti and everything for Brock Brock Howard last year. He did did the donuts on the big yeah. painted logo on the infield. It's beautiful for drone shots, beautiful for clay view. We love all that sort of stuff, and that's the that's the big event feel that that you need for those places. I agree. Sheldon Horton Shield, that last year hurt him. Last year really hurt him. Yeah. He had that shot to bits. He was a quarter of a lap in front, went conservative on the final lap. Like I'm not being offensive. He just went conservative, locked it down the bottom, thought I've got this. 50 grand is what it was to win last year. And he saw it slip by him. Brock Hallett on the outside, shoom, shot past him. <laughs> and 50 grand slipped straight through the fingers. Done. Yeah. That's got to hurt. He's coming back this year in the Jack Lee Racing, Lily Lane Quarries, number 25. Is Do we see him just go hell for leather? This is, I've got to get this one back. Yeah, I think so. He'll be um, he'll be pretty keen. The, 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 the fire will be burning. And we, you know, Sheldon, he's a star. He's not one of the best in the world for no reason. So might be... Yeah, it might be a year for an American. Who knows? It it has been a little while since we've seen an American win, of course. So tonight, Avalon Pre- President's Cup, that's what's on. Tomorrow night, Borderline Speedway, King's Challenge, 30th edition. That place is always chockers for the King's Challenge. It's so picturesque, beautiful green grass. Racing's always top-notch. And three nights, Friday, Saturday, Sunday. Now, if you're listening to us at the moment and you haven't got any tickets sorted, clay per view, three-day pass or five-day classic week pass. You can either buy the three nights for just... Grand Annual Sprint Car Classic. You can buy the five-night pass. Jump on now. Tune in. Catch the end of Avalon. Catch this week. We're trying to look after fans because this is going to be a week. You ha- if you haven't booked, you're not going to get there. So let's yeah. be let's be real. This place sells out every time. So if you haven't booked, jump on Clay for View right now because I cannot stress how exciting this week is. Wonderful week for the sport. I, I, I don't want to go as far to say that it's got the same showmanship as Knoxville, but it's getting to that stage. Like these, yeah. these events... They have a big event feel. You walk in, you feel the electricity in the air. Australian sprint car racing and promoters in Australia have, have got something right. They've got the special source, the magic stuff at the moment across Perth, across up at Toowoomba, down at Warrnambool. These events have got some buzz about them. It's, it, it almost feels like you're at a big event over in the United States. Yeah, they certainly do. Um, that The fan day that um, the Grand Island Sprint Car, sprint car Classic do, I think it's the showgrounds, it, that's always fun. There's a... Well, it's you had know. to move two or three times because it keeps getting bigger every yeah, year. Yeah, it gets bigger and bigger and bigger. That's a fun day. You can get down and meet all the drivers and, and buy your merch. And, you know, I know for some people it's their yearly shop um, <laughs> of sprint car shirts. So you go to the one place and go your hardest. So, 
um, yeah, it's just it's a great feel. They got the uh, classic breakfast event. We can lots of guest speakers. Um, you know, Wade and everyone do a really good job hosting that. Lots of special guests. Um, if you're who who uh, who's who, you're always bumping into celebrities <laughs> at at the classic. There's people from every sporting genre and right around. Um, yeah, from everywhere. So, yeah, it's it's yeah, it's pretty electric. It's effectively our grand final. It's our Super Bowl. It's our uh, yeah. It's it's the big go for sprint car racing. So, if you're if you're not planning to be there, check us out on Clayview this weekend because it'll be a, a lot of fun. But if, I think I will. You think you will, right? You think <laughs> yeah, you will? I think I will. It'll be wonderful to check out. We're going to come back after the break. Uh, Speedway Nation, as always, brought to you by the team at SRV Road Freight Services. We'll come back to talk the National Junior Sedan title on the other side of this. This is SEN Speedway Nation for Clay Purview. Watch Speedway Live or On Demand and SRV Road Freight Services. Excellence in motion. A big thanks to Clay Purview. You can watch Speedway Live or On Demand. Welcome back into Speedway Nation. This weekend, National Junior Sedan Championship. The Ian Botcher Race Parts National Junior Sedan title. It's being held at Grafton Speedway, Hessians Auto Parts, Grafton Speedway. First time it's ever being held in New South Wales. Wonderful to see New South Wales getting yeah. on the bandwagon with uh, with sedan racing and slowly joining the rest of the country in terms of that national sedan product. It's um, something we've loved for a long time, Ryan Harris, the national sedan categories, and wonderful that uh, I guess New South Wales gets to experience uh, a national junior sedan title for the first time this weekend. Yeah, it's pretty exciting. Um, what twenty odd years and junior sedans? Well, you know, they've come a long way in twenty odd years. They have. They have certainly have, and. Um, Given my wife and her family being heavily involved racing junior sedans, all that we we travelled to many of the of those um, twenty we've been to. So um, it's still a event very important to a lot of people. Um, I can still see all the emotion and um, everything that goes into it with all the families. It it is a huge weekend for all of them. All the kids put so much pressure on it. They don't need to. Um, they just you know enjoy the experience. Jared. Yeah, and that's. Probably something we can take away from it. There's been some wonderful moments for guys. There's been some heartbreak. And that's yeah one of those hard learning lessons for a, a kid. These kids are 10 to 16 years of age. They're racing full race cars. These things are going just as fast as other sedans out on the track, sometimes yeah. faster. Mitsubishi Lancers, Mitsubishi Mirages, um, Hyundai Excels, Daihatsu Charades. They're, they're, they're the go. So these little, little four- and three-cylinder cars are what they're racing around the, the racetrack. And they are Hauling the mail around there. Hauling the mail. They are absolute little pizza cars, we call them, but they do a <laughs> wonderful job. The kids put a lot of pressure on themselves, and that's probably the thing that uh, we see. It's a balancing act for parents at these events. So they've they got to balance. There's some parents that are, you want to say, the soccer mums or the football mums and football dads where they're like, oh, you've got to go out and do well. But for the most part, it's a, it's a great experience for these kids. There's kids that are there to win it, and there's kids that are there to just catch up with their friends once a year. It's fantastic for someone that's involved in – the other side of the sport, the organisation side, when you roll in on practice day at one of these events and all these kids are catching up. There's kids from Brisbane, there's kids from Perth in Western Australia and they get to see each other once a year at the national title and they're going to see each other and make friends. and Lifelong friends too. Lifelong friends. In many occasions. It's it's um, feel-good goosebump moments. They go, oh, we'll, we'll see you next year and we'll see you next year at this event and we'll see you next year at this event. And it's it's wonderful to see that. So that's the, that's the exciting side. The other side to look at is... 77 entries at the moment <laughs> from six states in yeah. the Northern Territory. So they've come from every part of the country. Yeah, and 
probably a little controversial this year too with the top star, new star deal. So um, for those that don't know, junior sedans have two classes effectively. There's a top star and a new stars category. So the rookies um, mm-hmm. with under two years of experience can race by themselves. Um, this year for the first time ever, um, if you run the national title uh, as a new star, you go s- effectively straight to top stars. Um, you can't so fall back to that rookie category then. That, that's right. So, um, you know, personally... Um, that's okay until you get to this example. So mm-hmm. there's a lot of new uh, drivers around that area because there was a national title coming. Their kids are only rookies, um, but they can't compete. Well, they have a choice. They can compete, but then they have to, then go they've to, got to race with, uh, with the guys that have. So yeah. you can run six and a half years in junior sense. There's guys that have been racing since 10 years of age. Yeah. And there's guys that have run their third or fourth race meeting. They're going to have to race on the same track together after this. Yeah, and some can't race or, or choose not to race a national title at their home track um, so they don't have to race the other class. But anyway, that's... I can understand the pros and cons from both sides of that. Yeah. And that's something to, I guess, look at and have the discussion about in the future. But you can't take anything away from the fact that there's 77 <laughs> nominations for this event still. It's always seen cars come from everywhere. And it's great for the parents. They get on the, get on the road trip. It's school holidays. They take the kids on an adventure. Yeah. Families that travel from Western Australia, some of them coming from far north in the Western Australia. That's five, six days yeah. on the road. Great road trip. Great lifelong memories that they're making. This is the exciting pat yourself on the back stuff, warm, fuzzy feeling stuff about Speedway, these things. Yeah, it is. And, and the town's booked out. So it's a huge... Um, so I try, just tried to book accommodation. So I'm heading there tomorrow. And I tell you what, it's uh, selling some fantastic event merchandise, just <laughs> saying. Um, you should see it. It looks very cool. Um but you can't, you can't get a motel. No. Like the place is seriously booked out. So it's a massive injection um, to the local economy, which is fantastic. Grafton, we've never seen anything like it before. I hope the people get out um, and, and check it out. Um, I'm sure there'll be plenty of fam- family and friends from everyone offline or jet-setting into to little old Grafton. And um, it is. It's a nice little venue. It's a traditional showgrounds. The cars park around the, the stables in the pit area and... And a nice old grandstand on the back straight. It's, it's like a, the racetrack's sort of like a 50-cent piece, isn't it? It's got about 900 turns, we'll effectively. Show the, the, yeah. if, you, if you get on Google Maps and have a look at the aerial look, you go, really? Yeah. But it's got character. That's what It's it's different. And the juniors are actually quite good around there. So um, it isn't a wide, you know, a wide as hammer down sort of racetrack. So um, the racing will actually be quite entertaining this weekend. And, well, we're not, gonna, not even going to get into trying to pick a winner. Um <laughs> Because there's a lot of phenomenal talents there. Well, it's interesting. It's a pretty wide open field. There's a lot of drivers that have stamped their authority in previous years in junior sin racing that have aged out of the category or yep. maybe just jumped a year early into the senior divisions. Mm-hmm. I, I don't think there's been a more wide open field for a junior sin title in my memory. And I've been I've done the last eight in a row. Mm-hmm. It's um normally you have one or two kids from around the country that are the form drivers in the nation, yeah. one from Western Australia or two from Victoria or one from Queensland that go in and go, right, there's the guy to watch this weekend. It's the most wide open I've seen it in many, many years. You have a look at some of the previous names that have won this event, though. There is a form guide here. You win a national junior sedan title, you're probably going to make something yourself. Yeah. Todd Waddell, he was he won the first three on the trot. He's been a wonderful speed car racer over in Western Australia. Chris Hayden's making, made a name for himself in modified sedan racing. Charlie Brown, wonderful speed car racer. He and his sister, they won some races in their junior sedan yeah, days. Sure did. Cody Morosky, former national junior sedan champion. He went on to win the Red Hot Summer Shootout, the first ever running of that. He drives for Bill Mann in the sprint car these days. Mm. Jaden Peacock's won sprint car feature race around the country. Brock Atkins, 
won a national junior sedan title, went on and won a national modified sedan title. These days drives a super sedan. Mm-hmm. His brother Todd won it the year after. He races a super sedan these days. He was also pretty handy in a modified sedan. And Angus Hollis, he went straight from junior sedan racing into Formula 500 and he's won events across South Australia and Victoria through the Speed Week series. Wonderful program from him. It's um, It's wonderful to see how strong that junior sedan category has been. There's another option for junior sedan races these days. It's the Junior Formula 500 product, mm. and that gives them another option. So there's, everyone may not be super keen to run a full sedan product and do all the maintenance that comes in with that. So it's nice to see the sports evolving. We need pathways in. Everyone talks about in ball sports, you need pathways to get your way through. This is the pathway for kids to uh, be introduced to in, into our sport, and the Formula 500 product is also pretty pretty exciting. Yeah, it is. And I'm a fan of the Junior Formula 500 product. So it's effectively the senior car with a restrictor plate. Um, so that's an exciting thing um, for the Junior Formula 500s. They buy a car, once you get to age or you get to 16 and you want to go up, you can take restrict plate out, upper, straight into it. Um, I love it. I think it's a great way to go. Um, junior, junior Formula 500s, Junior Sedans. Never matter which way. Great products, great pathways. Just get kids involved in the sport. That's what we love to see. It's been a wonderful episode of Speedway Nation. We'll be back next week. Thanks to Clay for bringing us all the action.